Welcome to the Refined Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Kat Harris. Up until now, I've been a podcast series virgin. All of that has changed now because for several months, I've been working hard behind the scenes with incredible godly men from all over the United States. I even slid into DMs to ask guys, beg some of them to be on my podcast. All for you, ladies. That's how much I care about you. Why did I do that? Because I've been compiling the top questions you have been sending me about men and dating for over a year now. Everything from where are all the single men to does he know if I have a crush on him to are guys intimidated by strong women to pretty much everything in between. I figured, you know what? I could answer them, but why not go straight to the source and ask the men? So that's exactly what I did. So welcome to the very first Refined Collective podcast series that I have done. It's all about the dudes. I will be rolling out this series of interviews over the next month that I hosted with some of the most solid married and single godly men in the U.S. So get your notepads and journals out, ladies. We are having some real talk. And I have a feeling you are going to be encouraged, challenged, inspired, just as I have been through these conversations. So let's dive in. Welcome to another episode of the Refined Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Kat Harris, and we are kicking it off today with my buddy, Matt Dooley. Matt, thank you so much for being here. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to just dive into all of this um, because I think there are questions that so many women have and myself included at times. So before we get started, can you just tell us a bit like who you are? Yeah, so I am Matt Dooley and most of you will probably know me if you do through my wife, Jordan Lee Dooley. We have been married two and a half years. And I recently just left my job working for a medical device company to join Jordan full-time, kind of take over the business side, handle all the numbers, and just day-to-day business operations. So I've been doing that for two months now, and I'm loving it. That's so cool. How has it been just like with the transition? Like, are you working at home? Like, I mean, that's a big transition going from being out of the house, separate careers to now you guys are probably with each other all the time. Yeah. And honestly, that's been one of the best things. And I'd I'd say one of the struggles is trying to, you know, find structure. Jordan's been doing a a lot by herself (laughs) ever since she started what she's been doing. And we both have different work tendencies, different habits and different ways that we do things. And so just learning each other's tendencies has been a big learning curve, but it's also brought us a lot closer together. Like you said, we've been spending so much time with each other mm-hmm. and it's really made me realize how little time we were spending with each other. Mm-hmm. You know, we heard from so many people, it's like, oh, you don't want to work together. Oh, like hurt your marriage. And that's such a lie. I realized we kind of just did the math actually last week. I would be out of the house before she was awake and I would come back around 4 or 5 p.m. And we just, as a, apart from like meals together, we may have had like an hour, maybe two hours of quality time a day together. Now we spend 12 to 16 hours of our waking days together. And 
we have a friend of there's a couple out in Arizona, some friends of ours, uh, Troy and Alexa Hunt, and they've been working together for six years. And they actually went and did the math and based off the you know hour to two hours of quality time that the average couple gets when you aren't working together, they determined that they've spent as much time together in six years as a normal couple will spend in 30 years. Wow. And so that, I mean, you really learn a lot about each other. You know, you can get on each other's nerves but you really learn to love each other. And it's it's really been such a blessing. I'm just so excited to see what's in store. I know like you're in the middle of a book launch and lots of travel and I just love what you guys are up to. Let's go ahead and get into these questions. Are you ready? Let's go. Okay, cool. Okay, number one, do guys know when a girl has a crush on them? It depends if the girl makes that obvious. <laughs> Most of the time, no. Okay. Um, I don't know what it is, at least for me and my buddies, it's kind of like you literally have to just tell a guy that you have a crush on him. Um, and that would be like the obvious thing, like when you say, well, if she's making it obvious, like what's obvious? Gosh, um, I don't know. I, I'm telling you guys, you literally have to spell it out. We, <laughs> we don't have the same emotional intelligence as women. And so... Because I, I know <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, Jordan will will ask me like, hey, do you, you know, you did this. Did you mean this? And I'll be like, no, like if I didn't say something, <laughs> like <laughs> there, there, I just did something. I don't know. I, I don't really have an example on hand. But yeah. it's, well, it's like kinda, as women, we're always looking for like we speak in layers, right? Like yes. we're like, I say this, but I'm really meaning X, Y, Z. And this is just a test. And if he yeah. blinks twice, <laughs> that means that he likes me. <laughs> yeah. And guys are like thinking about what they're going to have for dinner when you're talking. About- <laughs> <laughs> That's so awesome. I think I just wonder how much like heartache would be saved if as women, we just took what guys did and said at face value instead of like I feel like as girls we can just we want to hear what we want to hear and right. so we're like trying to extrapolate evidence yep yep and I I honestly like you know if he doesn't text like this this was something when Jordan and I were dating I played football at Indiana University and that's where we met and when we had first started dating she texted me it was probably like I don't know nine in the morning well, I practiced all morning and I remember she, there was a time where she was like, she told me that she was telling her friends, like, he hasn't texted me back all day, blah, blah, blah. And then I, I like called her at like 5 PM after I was done with all my classes and practice and meetings and everything. And she was just like, Oh, okay. You know, she was really reading into it. Like, Oh, does he not like me? Does he not want to talk to me? Like a lot of it is just like, I was literally so wrapped up in my work that I couldn't commit time to her. But when I could, I called her. And it was like 100% focus, like being very intentional. So to any guys listening, uh, I would recommend that. <laughs> um, okay. Number two, do guys develop attraction over time or does it have to be there from the get-go? Gosh. In, in my case with Jordan, I knew the night I met her just straight up. I was like, I'm like, wow, like I'm going to marry this girl. Like she is so different. Um, I went and told one of my groomsmen to be the next day. I was like, hey, I met the girl I'm going to marry. Just kind of wow. matter of factly. Um, I know that doesn't happen all the time. It was just kind of something that I, I don't know. I just felt that peace. She was so different from anybody I'd ever met. And I knew there was just something special about her. So, and then on, on the other hand, I don't know. I don't know if it's that way for all guys. 
But I know for Jordan, it kind of took her a little bit longer to realize that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so regardless of you know how the other person develops attraction, if you stay consistent and just be who you are, um, you want the person to love you for who you are. And you don't, you don't want to try and change yourself so a person will like you. Right. Like you don't want to like be like, oh, I'm, tr- I'm proving myself or who do I think that he wants me to be or he likes this type of right. girl. So let me mm-hmm. dress this way. Also, that's crazy that you met her on the first night and were like, I'm going to marry her. Because I've definitely had moments like that and, it, and then it didn't work out that way. <laughs> Clearly, I'm still single. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like when it works out that way, I think that's, wow, what an incredible story. And how old yeah. were you guys when you met? So I was 20 and okay. she was, I believe she was 19. So I was a junior. She was a Got sophomore. It. Okay. Number three, which do you value more, respect or love? Respect. I think that's the way that there's a book called Love and Respect by, uh, I think it's Emerson Egrich. And it's a, it's a relationship-based book. And basically it says women need love and men really need respect. They need both, but that's, I I think in general, that's what men value more. That's definitely what I value more is, is the respect, not necessarily the affection. Don't get me wrong. I love when Jordan's affectionate, but there's just little ways that it's kind of hard to explain. Like until you're married, you'll find those ways there. It's like, oh, that like, wow, like she really respects me. Or like, here's an instance where I don't feel respected. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll, we'll have a conflict and then we'll go back and talk about it. And mm-hmm. I'll have to kind of explain, okay, I kind of, you know, I felt disrespected here. And there, there'll be times where Jordan will say like, I didn't feel loved in this situation. And so you just have to correct and move forward and implement mm-hmm. those changes going forward. It's kind of like a ship's passing in the night type thing. If it's like, well, I'm wanting to be loved and I, I, so I'm trying to love you, but you're like, well, I'm respecting you, and but you, I, you don't feel respected by her. Like, right, that's right. so fascinating. Okay, so number four, how do I know if he likes me? He's going to make you a priority. Like I said, like when we, when we first started dating, I, I was very, I would consider myself an introvert mm-hmm. and I just enjoyed spending time <laughs> alone. It wasn't, anything against Jordan. But I remember there would be times where she would text me and be like, Hey, what are you doing? I'd I'd be like, Oh, I'm, I'm at a movie. And she'd be like, Oh, cool. What are you seeing? Who are you with? And I'd tell her and I'd be like, I'm just by myself. (laughs) (laughs) I I would go to dinner by myself. And I, at first she was kind of like, well, like, Hey, that's weird. You loner. And then B (laughs) like, why didn't you take me? And part of that, at least if, if you're, dating an introverted guy is like that alone time is something (laughs) that you, you crave. And when you're single, you can just do whatever you want. But as you pursue a serious relationship, you have to sacrifice your desires for her. And so there would be times where I just want to like chill. I don't want to go out, but she wants to go out to dinner and it's like, all right, let's do it. Even though I'm a broke college kid. (laughs) (laughs) So I think he will definitely value you. He'll, he'll put you first. He's still going to go out with his guys, um, just like you're still going to go out with your girls, but you will definitely be more of a priority. Mm, and yeah. he will, I, I think our culture is lacking a lot of intentionality just because it's so easy to ghost someone nowadays. All you have to do is just not message them. 
you know, and our the whole swipe right culture um, makes it really easy for no strings attached relationships. But when you're willing to be in a relationship with somebody, like there are going to be strings attached, mm. and you need to accept those boundaries and embrace them. It's like that's that's the value. It's like when you're in a relationship with someone, you have to sacrifice for them. You put yeah. them before yourself. That's so good. Um, okay, so next one. These are kind of in line with the other ones. Um, yeah. Is it true that if he's interested, he'll pursue or do whatever it takes to make it happen? Why or why not? Um, if he's interested, he will definitely pursue. Do whatever it takes is kind of, uh, it's a little vague. And I think uh, The Notebook has, in similar movies, have given girls somewhat of a false expectation yeah. um, to where it's like, a light's going to shine down from heaven and <laughs> he's going to be there with a bouquet of roses every day. Granted, guys need to be more intentional, but you have to, you have to kind of take a leap of faith. And if, if, if he's interested, you'll know it's not going to be like dead obvious like Hollywood, but yeah, he, he's, he's definitely going to pursue you if he's a worthwhile man. Yeah. And, and when you say like, take that leap of faith, like, what do you, what do you mean? Is that like you're saying that to the girl, like take a leap of faith, like tell him that you like him or like, what does that mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there comes a time where you both know where the relationship's going. And if he's not ready to move forward after it's, it's hard to put like a arbitrary timeline on it. Right. But you know, if, if it's been, I don't know, six months, you guys have been seeing each other exclusively you can have that talk or whatever. Like, what are we? Mm. <laughs> um, I, I don't think, and that, that could vary depending on the relationship. Like Jordan and I, we met, we sat up all night. We talked for like four hours and it was like three in the morning. Um, <laughs> and amazing. yeah, it, it, it was awesome. Like that, that was something like I had never done that before. That was extremely different. And so mm. I knew from that get, from the get go, like that is a woman I want to pursue. And so I pursued her and we started dating shortly after that. Um, and it, it worked out. So, <laughs> well, I, I would say so. <laughs> okay. So number six, do you think guys and girls can be just friends? Why or why not? Um, no, I, I don't think guys and girls can be just friends because, but just biologically, <laughs> um, we weren't wired that way. Uh, I, I I definitely think all relationships, romantic relationships, are founded on solid friendships. Like Jordan is my best friend, hands down, and that is like the bedrock of our relationship. Because when the romance isn't there, like our friendship isn't there. Mm. Because people think that oh, you know, I'm I'm in love with this person. Everything every day is gonna be romantic, and it, like that's not the case. It, it's a grind to work out a good relationship. You are two broken people and you're trying to put the other person before yourself and we're inherently selfish people. So I, I don't think guys and girls can be f just friends. I, I remember when I was dating, you know, you get, I, I, <laughs> I got friend zoned pretty hard. Mm. Um, and I thought like, Oh, this girl's interested in me. And this is actually really embarrassing. I like wrote, her, <laughs> I wrote her a letter to tell her how I felt. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> yeah. And then I got like a text message and then it was like, yikes. Okay. Oh. I just want to crawl in a hole oh. and never date again. So, 
And then especially when you're in a relationship, you shouldn't have guy friends. Mm-hmm. And like the guys shouldn't have like girlfriends. I think communally, like as a couple, you're going to meet other couples and you will be friends. But there's just, I don't know, there's something about the, the couple aspect where it's like we're one unit and you guys are one unit. It's more like you guys are friends with couples together, you know? I'm not like friends with my friends' wives. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, there's limits and they're there for a good reason. So honestly, once you find the one, I'm not saying there's only one person, but when you find the person that you are like, all right, this is someone I want to marry, they're going to be intentional. And you know, when you get married, you make a vow to forsake all others. And that means maybe those friendships have to stop. Mm-hmm. Granted, this is you know, I know your podcast covers more than just marriage, but mm-hmm. there, there's a, it, that happens on kind of a micro scale when you date. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, well, I can't hang out with these other girls <laughs> as much mm-hmm. or especially one-on-one now that I'm in a committed relationship. And that's just part of the sacrifice. Yes. I, so I guess my, I guess a clarifying point or just maybe a little bit of pushback is, all right, so like I've hung out with you and Jordan, like the three of us, like I hear what you say when you're like couples hang out with couples, but like there's like, I go to a church where 80% of the attendees are single and it's Mm. such, it's can be such a painful thing when as a single person, when it's like married, your married friends only want to hang out with other married friends. So like, I'm just wondering, is there a caveat in there at all or space and nuance for, yeah, like, Matt, I'm not going to ask you to like hang out with me one-on-one ever. You know, I'm not going to be texting you, but I would consider you and Jordan friends in my life. Oh, like, and the three of us would hang out. Um, so what would you say or think on just like addressing like the plethora of single people that are like, okay, great. Yeah. Does that mean like I lose all of the friends like when they get married? Yeah, no, I I don't think I don't think so. But when you do get married, there there are changes. You can have those friendships within the social when you have certain social constructs set up, like marriage. Right. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I can be friends with Cat because I'm married to Jordan. Um, that doesn't mean that married couples can't be friends with you know single people. That doesn't mean that at all. We have a our, like our house church. We it's a diverse group of people, and some are single, some are dating, and we're all friends. Mm-hmm. It just depends on what you mean by friendship. Right. Um, You're not like hitting up Sally to go to the movies by yourself. <laughs> right. Right. And I think one thing that you'll, exactly. One thing that you'll find is if girls, if you tell a guy like, oh yeah, you know, you know, we're just friends. Or if he does say, hey, like I'm, I'm attracted to you. I'm interested in you. Like I want to take this friendship further. And you say, we're just friends. Don't count on him being around. Mm. And that that's a that's a harsh truth, but it's it's a it's a truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, like single guys don't need more girlfriends. Like <laughs> there comes a point where everyone's looking, or not not everybody, but um, if he is looking to get married, like he's not just gonna stay your friend. I I don't know. It, it sounds harsh, um, and it, it goes the other way as well for for girls. I don't know. But that that's just my perspective on it. I didn't really have a lot of girlfriends. <laughs> No, I think it's a great, I think it's great. Like I, I think it's one of those topics. This is why I wanted to ask it. Cause I want to hear what all the different guys think about it. Um, that I think people are going to stand on different sides of the spectrum, but I'm always like, let's fan this out. Like when we're 10 years into a marriage, like 
first of all, I want my husband to be coming to me. Like, I don't want, like, I like do, I want to do whatever I can to protect that relationship. And so I think as a single person, sometimes that can feel extreme, but when you are in that committed relationship, it's like, well, yeah, like I want to do whatever I can to honor this person and honoring this person is like going to her as opposed to a bunch of other people from the opposite sex. Like, I think that creates like distrust. Yeah, yeah, and I I think that that's something when you're when you're in that relationship, you don't want to be going to a single person of the opposite sex and saying like, you know, why are they acting this way? There's there's certain contexts where you don't want to create and cultivate those friendships because then you're developing a habit of constantly mm-hmm. going to that person. And that right. can that that is those are dangerous waters. Just when you're creating an emotional bond with another person instead of focusing on mending the current bond that you have unless you're talking to you know whether it's a pastor or mentor or something like that like your dad or whatever it is um you know why is he acting this way there are times where i'll you know jordan and i will have our own frustrations and you know she'll seek advice from my mom like you know why (laughs) why does he act this way and you know my mom raised me and so mm-hmm. she could tell her. I'm not saying like make a habit of like complaining to your mother or mother-in-law, but there are definitely people that you can look, look up, ask a, a trusted mentor of your own gender because mm-hmm. they have a lot of insight. Someone who's tw- you know twice your age, mm-hmm. ask them because they'll be able to give you some good advice. So, I want to pause in today's episode to tell you about something I am so excited and passionate about. So for my single ladies, this one is for you. I just want to say I get it. Dating in today's culture can be a struggle fest. Do you ever feel like you're going to end up being a crazy cat lady watching Bachelor reruns, eating pirate booty all by yourself? I get it, girl. Let's face it, dating can feel confusing, frustrating, isolating, and like a desert wasteland, but it doesn't have to be. I created a free resource guide just for you to support you in getting out there this year. It's called Six Tips to Activating Your Dating Life with Intention and Clarity. I truly believe that whether you've never been kissed or your last date was 20 minutes ago, this guide can support you in shaking things up and putting yourself out there in honoring and might I also say fun ways. These are the exact things I have implemented into my dating life over the last few years that have empowered me, given me clarity and propelled me into getting from my couch onto an actual date. So hold up, if you're married or already in a relationship, don't tune me out. I know you have some girlfriends in your life that would benefit from this. So whether you are married or you are a single girl ready to put yourself out there, go to bit.ly slash TRW dating. That's bit, B-I-T dot L-Y slash T-R-W stands for the refined woman dating. This is where you can grab your free guide, six tips to activate your dating life now. So ladies, let's get out there, shake things up, and have fun. I am with you on the journey. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. 
They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews. So you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Okay, next question. How can I let him know I'm interested in more than just friends? Uh, tell him. <laughs> um, I, I, I think when you make time for somebody, that's like time is the most valuable commodity. Mm. And so when you share that with somebody, you're, you're showing them, hey, I value you. And so I, I think that's really crucial. That's how I knew that Jordan was interested in me when you know, she wanted to spend time with me. If someone keeps blowing you off, like they're a, they're not worth spending time with if they don't value you and your time, or if you are with them and they're like on their phone the whole time and they're just not present. It's like, mm. ah, it, it's tough, but you've got to, you got to move forward. People will know. Um, and so when you make time for somebody, even though I said, you know, you got to be straight up with guys, you, you'll know the right time. Yeah. I'm, I'm a big CS Lewis fan. Yes. And he has a quote that says to love at all is to be vulnerable. You know, even if it's a budding love, you're not sure where it's at. Like love requires vulnerability. And that goes with the risk of being embarrassed because you're kind of putting your heart out there. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think let them know. But if you want to do it more subtly, spend time. And if they care, they're going to spend more time with you. And it, it's kind of a natural progression. But if he's not texting you back or if he's only hitting you up at 930 on Friday night, it's like, mm, okay. Maybe we should reevaluate. Yeah. Okay. Number eight. Would you recommend dating someone that doesn't share your worldview or faith? I would not. Just because you are, you, you want to have a common foundation and a common worldview. Mm-hmm. Myself being a Christian, you know, there, there's a verse about e- being equally yoked. And that's not to say that you want somebody who's like on the same, I don't know. I don't even want to say level, but. In, in the same place in their walk as you are, because your faith is like seasons. I, I believe that God um, speaks to us through creation, and part of that creation is seasons. Like, I would love it for it to be 75 and sunny all the time, mm-hmm. but that's not the case. You got to go through, we just went through like the worst winter in 30 years here in Indiana. And oh. <laughs> it's like, I would love for it to be, you know, perfect weather all the time, but sometimes you're going to have those negative 20 days and you have to push through it. And your faith can be like that. Sometimes mm. it's not always going to be 75 and sunny. Mm. And so when you're in a relationship, you want to be, you want to have the same basis and worldview so you can help the person through their low times. And that, that's the idea of being equally yoked. It's not saying you both have to, you know, bench the same. I can bench over 300 pounds. Jordan can't. That doesn't mean that, you know, she's not <laughs> as fit as me. She's far more fit as me. It's just in different ways. And your, your relationship complements each other. And when you start with that on the same faith or worldview, um, you can really go far because when you have disagreements, 
and arguments, you have that basis to fall back to and say, you know what? I was wrong. I need to humble myself. I need to put you first. I need to love you as Christ loves the church. You know, for example, for me as a Christian um, and Jordan, for her to honor me, honor her husband. And so it, it's when you have that rock solid foundation, you're setting yourself up for success. Yeah. Um, okay. Nine. Are men intimidated by a woman with a successful career? Yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good answer. Um, I think, and I can actually speak into this as someone who's married to somebody who started a very successful business. And it's tough, especially as a husband, like, cause men are all about, I don't know if it's just me as an athlete, but I think men are very competitive. It's not to say women aren't competitive. Jordan's extremely competitive, mm -hmm. but we like the measurables. And so when you don't see yourself like making as much as your wife, it, it can feel like, man, like, you know, why am I even doing what I'm doing? Um, but when you come at it from the aspect of like, hey, I'm, I am here to support you in whatever you do, you, you kind of lose that insecurity. But it's definitely something that men have to fight through. Um, you know, when a woman has a successful career, I think the intimidating part is feeling like you will take kind of play second fiddle to that. Mm. And so ladies with successful careers, like they're, like I said, I've repeated a couple times, like relationships require sacrifice. And so you, you may not hit the numbers you want <laughs> when you want a relationship because you can't put in 80 hours a week to your work anymore. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to spend more time because relationships require time. And so it, it really comes down to what you value. But no, I, I think a woman with a successful career, like that's, it's awesome. It's just a matter of, is she going to give me the time and attention that I need? Um, okay. Number 10. Sorry. I'm trying, like, it's really hard for me not to respond with like 20 follow-up questions. <laughs> no, no, no. Cause I'm like, so I have like so many other thoughts, but then I'm like, okay, it's, we're at 32 minutes and we need to get through the questions. So, yeah. um, I hope oh. it's not like awkward that I'm just like, okay. And moving on, you just shared your yeah, heart yeah. and I don't care. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. Fine. Okay. Um, okay. Next question. Um, okay. Number 10. What's something that women do that feels emasculating? Hmm. Gosh, that's a tough one. So for example, in my case, this is something going back to the love and respect question. I think when you take, you, you kind of step in and take a man's responsibility. I, I don't know. I was always raised with, you know, if, if you're going to take a woman on a date, you can afford to pay for her meal. And I know that's old fashioned and some people will call it sexist. I wouldn't. I think if you're dating somebody, you're going like, you want to see that they are capable of taking care of you. And part of that is financially. And so that's why it's been <laughs> kind of woven into the social fabric that like the guys pay for the date. Mm. Uh, that's not to say that a woman can't pay for her own meal or the guy can't open the door for her. Um, but say if like a woman were to just like throw her card down and be like, no, I got it. <laughs> mm. I don't know. It'd be like, oh, wow. Like that, that's kind of emasculating and intimidating, mm. I guess. Um, or if, you know, I, I try and open Jordan's car door and open, you know, regular doors for her. Um, my, my philosophy is that her hand should never have to touch a, 
a, a doorknob if I'm with her. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I love that. Um, so if you don't let a man put you first, he's not going to put you first. So if you kind of like chastise him for opening your door or be like, no, I got it. I got it. It's fine. Like he's going to stop opening the door for you. And that's like a little discipline that I do to constantly put Jordan first in little ways, even if it's letting her walk through the door before me. Um, And that slowly builds like discipline begets discipline. And so when I'm showing her respect in little ways like that, I'm going to show her respect in big ways. That's good. Ladies, I feel like that is like a word for the ladies because I we live in just this this massive culture of like feminism and independence. And as much as I love that, like there is a space where I think as a woman, like, yeah, even like you said, like I can pay for my own bill, but if it honors the guy to do it and it also makes me feel like a woman, like why would I turn that away? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, I, I think little ways like that, it, it's not that you can't. And I am, I am so pro woman. It's insane. Like I want Jordan to do the absolute best that she can and go as far as she can. But on the flip side, I'm also like, I am a protector by nature. And so there are times where I'll be like, Hey, you know, it's time to shut the phones off, you Mm -hmm. know, Mm -hmm. because I don't want her to overwork. And that's another way that I respect her. I'm not cutting her down or limiting her, but you know, you can still be a strong independent woman but there, when you want a relationship, you have to sacrifice some of that independence mm-hmm. because you are going to be dependent on your significant other, just like they are going to be dependent on you. And so that, that's part of it. It's like, yes, you can be independent to a degree, but when you are in a relationship, like you will have to sacrifice some of that. People have the idea that, you know, oh, like I'm going to get in a relationship and they're going to be perfect for me right when I meet them. And you're going to just stay the same and he's going to love me for, you know, for who I am and he will. But when you're in a relationship, you, a good relationship, you both will change for the better. Like looking back, I am not the same man that I was two and a half years ago when I first said I do. And that's a good thing. Jordan has refined me a ton and, and likewise. So um, okay, 11. And this is similar in lines with what we're talking about. But if you could say, if there's like one thing a woman can do to honor or respect the men in her life, what would that one thing be? I think uh, one thing a woman could do to honor a man is just acknowledge uh, his successes and encourage him. Jordan talks about this a lot. Like you can either complain when he does something wrong or you can acknowledge and affirm when he does something right. Mm. And it's kind of like the economic like carrot or stick model. Mm. Like you can either, you know, entice him to do well by encouraging him. And I feel like that works better than the stick method, which is like yelling at him when he screws up right, right. <laughs> because guys will screw up. We're dumb. We all do. Right. You know, like that's, yeah. it's yeah, no, that's really important. Um, okay. Next question. We have just have a couple more left. What, yep do you think men are looking for in a relationship? I think men are looking for somebody who can push them. And honestly, men need somebody to call them on their crap. And that, that, that at least in my scenario, like Jordan knows me better than anybody else. And so when I'm like, when I'm not eating healthy and she'll let me know like, Hey, like, you know, put down the donut. Because <laughs> ultimately, like you want someone to call you out because you're refining each other. 
and she loves me and wants the best for me. Mm-hmm. So you want to find somebody who loves you and wants the best for you and is not afraid to hurt your feelings in the process mm-hmm. um, because you know we're inherently prideful people and we like to think that everything we do is right and perfect, but it's not. Mm-hmm. And so you, you have to find somebody trustworthy enough um, to tell it how it is. So, mm. yeah. All right. Number 13. Why do you think a lot of guys don't want to date within their own community? Like for example, church. So a lot of women that I talk to in the U S say that the guys at their church don't want to date girls at their church. They go to other churches. Why do mm. you think that is? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I think maybe, because they're afraid that if their relationship doesn't work out, it's going to be awkward when you see them at church every week. And maybe it's because those guys don't want to be accountable <laughs> and they'll date girls at either outside their church. Cause they, if they, you know, ghost them or whatever, nobody's there to call them on their crap and be like, yo, like you need to be a man and you need to t- talk to her face to face and tell her how you feel. And there, there's certain verbiage that, I would use, but that's more uh, football language that I don't think is appropriate <laughs> for the podcast. Yes. Okay, 14. What do you think is a guy's biggest fear in a relationship? Hmm. I don't know. I, I think when I was dating, my biggest fear was infidelity um, just because I had a couple of relationships end that way and that really hurt. And I think that's why I'm so, I guess, rigid when it comes to guys and girls being friends mm-hmm. because... <laughs> I, the reason my relationships ended was because of other guy friends. Mm. And so, yeah, I, I think that's one thing. I don't know if that's every guy's biggest fear. Mm-hmm. I, I think another fear is like wasting time. Mm. There, there's a saying, I don't know who said it, but it's like every relationship is either a, a blessing or a lesson, like one of the two, or it could be both. But you, you don't like to feel that you wasted time, mm-hmm. um, at least somebody who's dating intentionally. And so, you know, a lot of guys will say, oh, commitment, like, oh, I don't want, you know, the old ball and chain. It's like, you don't want to be with that dude. Yeah. Um, you want somebody who's going to value your time and respect you. So. All right. Last question. This is the big question, Matt. This is the question all the girls ask me. And oh, I'm boy. just curious. You can answer it however you want. Where are all the single godly men? Do you think there really are more single women than men or does it just seem like that? I think it seems like that. Mm. Um, and so the, to answer the first question, probably right in front of you and he's being left unread in your inbox. Ooh. <laughs> Sorry, gut check. Um, <laughs> not every guy is going to look like Brad Pitt and have a six pack. And love Jesus. If <laughs> Jordan definitely didn't marry me for my looks or my six pack because I don't have the six pack. It's hidden under some insulation right now. Um, but yeah, I, I think you you really have to, in all seriousness, just look at the men who are in your life, the single men. Um, and I, I think look at your guy friends and it's like one of them is in there. You know, mm. <laughs> it's like it, a lot of it is, I think, perspective. And ladies, you do have a guy that's pursuing you. I would say give him a chance, you know, because attraction can grow with time. Like you may not be attracted (laughs) to him as much as another dude. Mm -hmm. Um, But seriously, give him a chance. Um, Let him, let him take you out to coffee. It's just coffee. It's just dinner, whatever. Like 
don't put so much weight on it and just, just see what happens. Uh, don't, don't take yourselves too seriously. So that, that's what I would say. I would say give the guy who's being left unread in your inbox a chance. As long as he's not like a weirdo. But. <laughs> as long as he's not like the captain of the World of Warcraft team, like just give him yeah. a chance. <laughs> sorry, sorry, bro. Hard pass. <laughs> well, Matt, thank you so much for answering these questions with such um, like being so intentional and sharing your experience. And I just know that so many women are going to be encouraged and challenged, even especially with the way you answered that last question. So thank you so much. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Refined Collective Podcast. I want you to know that this project of mine is such a labor of love and it wouldn't be possible without you, without your support, without your encouragement, without your feedback. So if you have a minute and you are enjoying this podcast, if you are an avid follower, or maybe this is the first episode you're listening to and you loved it, go to iTunes search the Refined Collective Podcast and subscribe. And if you're feeling even some extra love, I would love to ask you to write a review for us. Now, this helps us get to more eyes, to get to more people. It kind of acts as like an SEO for podcasts. So if you have a minute, go find us on iTunes or on your podcast app, search the Refined Collective, subscribe, and rate and review us. It would mean the world to us. Next, if you are new here, maybe you've listened for a long time and there's topics, questions, comments, concerns that you have about what we're up to, follow us on Instagram, The Refined Woman. Send me a DM and I will get back to you and let me know what you want to hear about. Let me know what you want to talk about and I would love to make that happen for you. Have such a fabulous day. (laughs) Bye.